The following program is brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novos Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovosOrdoWatch.org. That's NovosOrdoWatch.org. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Clerical Conversations on member-supported Restoration Radio. I'm your host, Stephen Heiner. Today, I am with His Excellency Bishop Donald Sanborn, and we're talking about something that affects Catholics every time they go to Mass, and more particularly, for those of you who are in more remote areas, maybe every Sunday or every month that you're able to go to Mass, and that's dress code. And Your Excellency, I wanted to take an example from your very own chapel in Florida, uh, I remember a time that Justin Soder was sitting in the pew, and I think he had a shirt and a tie, and you came up as, those who have never been to Florida, Bishop Sanborn likes to inspect his congregation before Mass to make sure that they are adhering to the rules, and he came up and he tapped Justin and he said, jacket and tie. <laughs> and of course, Justin had a very nice shirt and tie, but he, I think he put his jacket out in the car. And I, I just I, I want to use that as a jumping off point, Your Excellency. Now he, you know, Justin has a shirt and a tie. Why is it important to have a jacket and a tie? And do you get any excuses for being in hot, swampy Florida? Uh, it's important to have a jacket and tie because you should be dressed on Sunday as best as you possibly can uh, within your own means. Uh, but uh, you should have a, a special suit that you would wear or a special dress that you would wear. On Sunday, and we we heard in the past that people had Sunday shoes, for example, and shoes that they would only wear on that day, uh, because you it is the most important thing that you do. Uh, your dressing for mass is a form of adoration of God, that you do not come as you are, so to speak. That is in a casual way, the way that you might go to a football game or something like that, but you you come. Uh, in order to uh, worship Almighty God and you pay respect to Him by the way you're dressed. But the modern world has lost any idea of getting dressed. It used to be, if you look at pictures from the 1950s, people would get dressed up to take an airline flight. Uh, If you look at pictures from uh, maybe 100 years ago or maybe 80 years ago of Coney Island or even recreational places uh, in um, uh, even beaches or boardwalks and so forth, people would be all dressed up. They had jackets on, they had ties on, the ladies would also be all dressed up, even in the warm weather. Uh, We have utterly lost that idea. And dressing up is a form of justice to others, that people should not be required to look at your ugliness but that you should uh, do as much as you can to make yourself presentable. That's a form of justice to other people, just as good conversation is a form of justice to other people. Not using bad words, for example, is a justice to other people. 
And the greatest justice is owed to God. And so the, the best possible thing in your closet should be worn on Sunday. Your shoes should be shined. You, you, you should uh, always be dressed up on Sunday. I remember as a child that we, were, we would, of course, wear a jacket and tie uh, as children to Mass, and that my parents would not permit us to get into play clothes until after 6 p.m., that the whole day we had to stay dressed because it was Sunday. It was a special day, and of course nothing was open at the time. This is in the 1950s. You could hear a pin drop in the neighborhood. We could not play on the street on Sunday, play ball on the street on Sunday because it was Sunday, and the, everything should be quiet on Sunday. It's all part of the Sunday observance, and dressing for Sunday is, is an integral part of that. The Germans, uh, before World War II, would have a special uniform that they would put on for Sunday. The, the men and the women had special clothing for Sunday, and they were beautiful, and, and they were, you know, each, each area had its own special uniform for Sunday. This has completely disappeared with the Novus Ordo. The Novus Ordo is a, a religion of man, and therefore you essentially come in your pajamas. If, if you could get away with it, you would come in your pajamas. God is, is, for the Novus Ordo people, one of the guys, and you don't have to get dressed up for him. He is in you, and, and you, <clears throat> you, you, you don't have, he is not a transcendent God that deserves our exterior adoration, but he is, he is part of your household, so to speak. You're speaking of uniforms, uh, Your Excellency. I've seen Novus Ordo masses where people go in the uniform of the true religion of Sunday in America, which is an American football jersey, because directly after mass or the Novus Ordo service, they're going to go straight to the real cathedral and observe their real religion. Yes, yes. Uh, and I've even seen Novus Ordo priests encourage this, you know, bring, I suppose, bring your intentions to our Lord, you know, bring your, your jerseys. yes. Now, obviously, I, I, I was joking a bit about Justin and what you might see at Most Holy Trinity. I'm, I'm pretty sure your congregation there gets a, a pretty good sense of, of dress code. But when you're out outside of Florida and you're, you're visiting places like, for example, we're having this conversation today in London. What do you, what do you find when you, when you bring up this subject with people or you, you encounter? Do you find that there are common objections or are people just unaware that they're being disrespectful? I think in general they are unaware. Uh, if they are truly devoted to the traditional Mass, they comply very nicely, especially if you approach them nicely. Uh, you know, I don't yell at them or say anything harsh to them. Uh, I just remind them of our dress code. It's in our bulletin. And uh, I really very, very seldom have had resistance on it. Uh, you could see an exception here and there, for example, especially in a very hot climate, if uh, man, uh, someone, or a man or woman is, especially in this case a man, is suffering from heart disease and the doctor might tell them, you know, to, to keep cool or something, you know, it's not an ironclad rule. It, it admits exceptions. But uh, in Florida, we, uh, we insist on it. Everything's air-conditioned. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's not impossible to, to wear a jacket and tie in Florida. Commonly, business people only wear shirt and tie, commonly, but uh, that 
you know, it's not a... And people come very willingly in jacket and tie. I've never... Uh, what's a little bit harder is getting the ladies to conform to what they have to conform to. And uh, they tend to wear tight clothing. They tend to wear things that are, I would say, uh, provocative, uh, like high heels that are six inches tall or something like that, which does nothing else than to accentuate the leg. Uh, which is therefore wearing a, a sexually provocative thing to mass. Now, most women wouldn't think that. They just think these are the, this is the style, this is what's there, I think I look pretty in these, but they they should reflect on that. The, why are you wearing this? Uh, what is the purpose except to accentuate the legs? And the last place you would ever want to do that is in mass. I mean, you should be as modest as possible. Clothing is meant to cover. It's not meant to reveal. And and your the dress should be very flowing and loose. The top should be flowing and loose so that no part of the body is in any way discernible uh, by, uh, by clothing. It, it should all be covered up. And that's true all the time, but it is particularly true at mass. Or typically they will wear... Uh, a dress that meets the 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 uh, criterion of covering the knees, but when they sit down, it it comes up their thigh. The rule is that the dress has to be long enough and loose enough that when you sit down, you cannot see your knees. Now you anticipated my next question here, because I was going to say, is this more of a male or a female problem? Because you mentioned that the world is generally more casual. You were mentioning people were dressed up for Coney Island. I was thinking there was a time when uh, in the United States, the, the postmen would be dressed up in a very nice looking uniform. And now they come around in shorts and shorts yes. and a collared shirt. The police were always in their gabardine blue in, in uh, New York. They, were, they looked all the time in the heat of summer, all the time they had gabardine jackets on with brass buttons, they were in their dress, uh, or, or their... That was their uniform, I remember them. The the military, instead of wearing fatigues, which looked like, you know, colored pajamas or something like that, th they were not allowed to go out in their fatigues. And they would wear, not their dress, but their ordinary uniforms uh, before the 1960s. Vatican II, in my opinion, got into everything. It, it ruined everything. Uh, it ruined uh, entertainment. It ruined uh, people's attitudes toward toward dressing on Sunday. Uh, many, many other things. Uh, Vatican II invaded the military. It invaded the police. Uh, it, it, everything let down its hair in Vatican II. The church, the, the customs and observances, uh, everything became ruined by the spirit of Vatican II. And we have to preserve the traditional Catholic culture, not only the traditional Latin Mass and the traditional doctrines, but all of the Catholic culture that comes from those things. Some of our listeners are, are isolated. They may, they may have access to a Mass, but some may not. Uh, what's a starting point? So let's say someone's listening to this. They maybe would they wear polo shirts to, to Mass or maybe a sweater if they're a man. If they're, they're a woman, maybe they've been wearing some of the higher heels that you're talking about or maybe some of the tighter clothing. Where do they start? What do they read? Well, they don't need to read too much. They just need to listen to what I'm saying. Uh, uh, you know, they, it, it, that was so much custom. What I'm saying is custom. I don't. I don't never 
saw it in a book because there was no need to talk about it. You wouldn't think of going to church before Vatican II in anything that was provocative or or, or tight or. You wouldn't think about it. You you wouldn't think about entering a church in, in without a jacket on. You know, it was just custom. There was no need to talk about it, but we need to say it now. And uh, well, I would say a woman should go through her closet and say, "Is there anything provocative in here?" And if there is, she should throw it out. Is there anything too tight, too short? whether top or bottom or, or in between, is, it, is there anything that is provocative? And if it is, it's a sin to wear it. Even if it's a venial sin, it's a sin. And it should go in the trash. And they should go through their, their daughter's things. And if anything is unsuitable, they should uh, throw it out or cut it up. You know, there has to be a very firm approach to this. If it is displeasing to God, it must not be. And uh, but and, and especially where these things must be observed is is in the mass. Now some people have, uh, I would say, a, a hypocritical approach in that they have a, a Sunday suit, so to speak, and this is especially the women. And then during the week, they're in all sorts of unacceptable clothing. Uh, Bishop Dolan calls this your Catholic costume. Yes. Put yes. on your Catholic costume yes. to go to... <laughs> yeah, so that when the priest sees you, he, you know, you seem to be acceptable. But then you find out that they're, they're out in all sorts of things that, that are morally unacceptable. And uh, th that's a hypocrisy. So would you encourage that sort of practice? I find that having a Sunday pair of shoes or a Sunday watch or, or a Sunday suit is just convenient. It also means it's longer lasting. If I'm only wearing it one day a week, um, I don't put as much wear in it and it, it, it wears longer. I suppose you're not saying everyone has to do that, but I do like that as a, a practice. Yes, it is a good practice. and uh, But certainly whatever you put on should be the best thing in your closet. Uh, everything you put on that day, whether it's men or women, should be the best thing. And women should put nice jewelry on. It's a way of dressing up Sunday. It, it makes Sunday a special day. And the children see this. Why uh, are mom and dad so dressed up today? What's happening? Why, why does mother look so good today? And, and, and because it's church, it's Sunday. And, and I suppose to involve the kids, Your Excellency, it, it, instead of it being drab, like, oh, we have to get dressed up today, say, we get to get dressed up today. Yes. Make it something exciting, yes. and that will engage the children. Yes, instead of the usual humdrum lives that people lead today, where the most important thing is, is the football game on Sunday. And that's a whole other thing to address, is sports events on Sunday, but I, I won't get... We'll save that, we'll save that for another episode, <laughs> yes, Your Excellency. yes. Uh, but Sunday should be a special day of peace and quiet, of moderate recreations that do not involve uh, changing your clothes or, or getting into boisterous yelling and screaming and, and sweating and all sorts of other things, or which involve the uh, servile work you know, to set up for some um, um, uh, sports events involves a great deal of servile work. And that, that's a whole other thing to address is is servile work on Sunday. We might, we may, uh, in, 
record a Sabbath show, you know, yes, to see and yes, talk about some of yes. those. Because I, I, you touched on some important themes today. Obviously, I want to keep it focused on dress. Yes. I, I was thinking there are probably men in Florida who don't own a single suit. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they'd have to start at ground zero. And uh, to be fair, in the United States, there are a lot of outlets that sell a pretty decent suit yes. for not a lot of money. Go to uh, one of those thrift stores. You'll probably pick up one for 5 or $10. And, you know, I have had people tell me over the years, well, I can't afford it. And I said to them, I will buy it for you. I will buy your jacket for you. So, have you ever had anyone take you up on <laughs> no, that? No, no, no. But I really would. I mean, if you can't afford it, I will buy it for you. And, and but uh, but there, you know. I, I would have thought there might be a, a stock of jackets in the, in the back <laughs> of uh, the, the, the chapel there to, to throw on people. Like they had at uh, nice restaurants, you know, if yes. it's a jacket yes. required. And if you don't have a jacket, sir, we have yes. a jacket for you. Yes. We do have graduation gowns for ladies who are not properly dressed. Mm. So, you know, uh, that would be in an, in an extreme case. It happens a lot with weddings. Yes, I'm told. I've, I've I've been told at least of one circumstance where I think Father Chicada had to put a surplus on on the bride or something like that. Uh, well, there's the f really famous and funny story. Uh, I'll relate it. Only Father Chicada could be this quick. Uh, there was a wedding, and of course the bride was dressed as if she were ready for the Miss America contest, and so he said, "You can't come down the aisle that way." And so he took some drapes from the house in Oyster Bay and said, you'll have to wear this as a shawl coming down. And she said, those things are dirty. And he said, not as dirty as your dress. <laughs> Just like that. A, that was the, 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 the fire-breathing Father Chicago yes, of Oyster well, Bay. I he can... is so quick. His mind is so quick. Uh, and so... Uh, I'm sure she didn't react well to that. No, well, I think she wore it, though. I had to do the same thing. I had a bride come down in tears because I made her wear a very nice shawl. And she was in tears because I had given her all the warnings that if she has something immodest on, I will not do that wedding. And we had a, a scene in the sacristy, and I said, I will not do this wedding. You are not coming down that aisle that way. And if you do not wear the shawl, there will be no wedding today. And she had had all the warnings. And I even want to ask for a picture of the dress. We always ask now for a picture of the dress, front and back, in order to assure that there's modesty. Well, there's not any backs anymore on any yeah, of these, yes. so you wouldn't have to. Well, you wouldn't see anything. Usually, if there's a front, then <laughs> then there's a uh, there's no back, and if there's no back, there's no front. <laughs> that's usually the case. But again, that's another thing: is the the whole wedding culture. And that would be something to to get into eventually. Too. Well, we're, yeah, so we're going to yes, all sorts of, uh, of fruit, fruitful topics <laughs> yes. I, I, because I, we were talking about that earlier before the show. That this idea of princess for a day—it's yes. uh, an overreaction. So instead of the people not getting dressed up enough, people make it uh, this this object of worship. When the Catholic position is always somewhere in the middle, you're not going to get extravagant for Sunday Mass. It needs to be just classy and well put together and yes. respectful. And people, again, we, we don't have any sense of it because, as you said, we don't see it. So you didn't have to read a book about it because you saw it every Sunday. Unfortunately, we, in the post-Vatican II era, we never saw it. So we either have to listen to a podcast or read a book about it because we, we, don't, we don't know. We are just surrounded by people who every day are dressing for comfort. Yes. Uh, and obviously, I suppose comfort has its place, but probably when you're getting to bed, back to the pajamas. Well, I always say that... Looking good and comfort are in inverse proportion. Uh, 
that if you feel comfortable, you probably don't look very good. And vice versa, if you feel very uncomfortable, you probably look quite good. Well, and I, I was going to say, um, it's one of those times where I'll say, well, it's easy for His Excellency to say. I said, well, yes, it is easy. He's got, I don't know how many layers of clothing on there when he's <laughs> yes. celebrating Mass. Yes. So he's not asking you to do anything no. uh, that he's not having to and do. And how would he like it if I came out in jeans and a sweatshirt to say Mass? Well, then we'd know we were at the Novus Ordo. Yes, yes. And he wore shorts, maybe, in Florida. Uh, I mean, you'd say, why is this priest dressed this way? This is terrible. This is an offense against God. And again, the priest puts on... Uh, and especially the bishop, you would have no idea when I am dressed up for a pontifical mass how much clothing I have on with regard to how much it costs. Right. Between the, the very embroidered vestment and the crozier and the pectoral cross and the mitre, I would say 25000 to $30,000 worth oh, of clothing. I'm certain. You know, and, and uh, uh, so, <clears throat> you know, and, and of course, you know, that's special for the bishop, but an a average priest... The average vestment costs maybe fifteen hundred dollars. You know, a and, full set of Roman yes, vestments. An alb will cost anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred, two thousand. Just the alb he has on, with the lace and you know, all of those things. You know, the Catholic Church uses everything it can get its hands on to show the glory of God, and a small participation in that is that people come to mass all dressed up. That's a participation in the, the manifestation of the glory of God and the respect that people have for Almighty God. That's the type of active participation you're interested yes, in. Right? Yes, All dressed up, not for the sake of vanity, there should be no vanity in it, but all dressed up, and women should wear hats. I highly recommend hats to women. They you, would, you, would, you prefer hats to veils? Yes. Veils, generally, I mean, unless you have a very nice one. Look cheap. Hmm. And a woman in a hat looks very well-dressed. A hat always complements what you have on. They always look much better dressed than in one of those veils, which usually is made from rather cheap cloth. Now, sometimes they're very nice and very well done, but most of them are rather cheap. And and they, they you know they have a nice dress on, but they they. Do we have the sisters making veils yet? We might be able to. No, but I think there, there are places that make very nice veils, and, and we have that. The women always say they come from Spain or something like that. The the best ones. There, there's a place on the internet to get very nice veils, and uh, but um, uh, women look the best in hats, and and also they don't fall off at communion. And only communion typically veils fall off. Hmm. And, uh, we saw that with our first communicant yes, today, unfortunately. Communicant had, so they should use bobby pins and whatever else they need to do to keep their veils on. Mm. Uh, well, uh, anything else you'd like? I think we've covered quite a lot today. You're actually, anything else you'd like to, to say uh, to end today's episode? I don't think so. I, I think we have addressed uh, in a summary manner uh, all of the things that pertain to Sunday dress. Um, and um, I would just encourage people as much as possible to restore the, the old respect for the Sabbath day, the Sunday, uh, according to the commandment, not only in what pertains to attendance at Mass, but in all of the other accoutrements, we might say, that pertain to that observance. Very important. Another thing, and this might pertain to a different podcast, but the food you eat on Sunday, that Sunday should be a special feast day. 
It should be a very formal meal uh, where all the family gathers. And there's very, very, uh, I mean, each according to his means, but you use your special dishes that day. You use, uh, it's a special day. Every Sunday is a special day that also pertains to the glory of God. Very impressive upon the children. That Sunday is different from all the other days of the week. Well, we'll definitely have to come back uh, and do that in another podcast, just talking about the Sabbath in general, top to bottom, um, how that needs to... Uh, we didn't even talk about, for example, Vespers or, or extra right. prayers. I think yes. you've said that in another sermon that... Yes. Uh, some people think, well, I've knocked out mass for the yes. day, so I'm done. Yes, uh, now and I can mow the lawn. Right. <laughs> or go shopping. Yes. Or whatever is more oh, important. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> so. so we will definitely, uh, we'll make sure to record a, a Sabbath because people will immediately be asking uh, after they listen to this, well, uh, let's hear about the Sabbath. So we'll, yes. by the time you hear this, we'll have, a, we'll have the Sabbath in the queue and ready for you to listen. As always, Your Excellency, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. We want to remind you that Clerical Conversations is a production of member-supported Restoration Radio. All rights are reserved and any duplication without explicit written permission is forbidden. To obtain permission, please write to mail, mail at truerestoration.org. If you have any questions for His Excellency or feedback on this episode, please contact us at mail, mail at truerestoration.org and we will pass along your questions or comments to His Excellency. All of us here at Member Supported Restoration Radio hope that you found this show to be informative, helpful, and beneficial to you and to your faith. In return, please think of offering a Mass, a Rosary, or even a simple Ave for our work the next time you pray. For the Restoration, I am Stephen Heiner. May God bless you. This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's NovusOrdoWatch.org.